Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 247. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hey, that's me. I see you actually have a beer this time. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, the PBR. That's good. You're not even using the koozie. Nope. Oh my god, what an animal. I de-welcome you to the beer revolution. Starla. That was the name of Turbo. Originally. Oh, okay. It's a way that is better a name. Much different name for a cat. That's than a Turbo. better name than Turbo. Anyway, I like that name. Pe- I, anyway, I'm gonna call Turbo Starla. Like moving forward, <clears throat> I'm not gonna remember that. Otherwise, I would too. Because I will die on this hill. Starla. Yeah, Starla is a much better name. I love that name. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage on this really cool customized webpage. You will find a couple of really low end graphics done by me to. S- to indicate the two open-ended levels of support that we have for content consumers <laughs> like you to support content producers like us. Patreon.com forward slash garbage. Also, holy shit, we've been doing this for 247 episodes. Wow, me. Damn, that's almost 250. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is I guess we have been doing this a long time. I feel like for a 250th episode. Maybe for the 300. For the yeah, 300 or something. 250 like. is kind of a meaningless number, I guess. I mean, it's a quarter of the way to 1,000. It's more meaningful than 300. True. 300's just got that, you know, that 100 going Three, for it. 300's three-tenths of the way to 1,000. It's got two zeros. Also, okay. that was the sound of my banquet. You mean your Colorado Kool-Aid? <laughs> I already heard it today, and that still almost made me blow this thing out of my nose. <laughs> All right, I want to start on a high note with a low note. High note being Jason Camisa, who is awesome. Yes. Low note being pickup trucks. But anyway, this pickup came Pickup trucks in, can be fine. They can be. And like these at least are the most absurd ones that you can buy. And there's a fourth one not even shown on this image right here. But Was it a Maverick? Camisa. No, even oh. better. Camisa, Haggerty now. Ram 700? <laughs> nope. Cooler. Think older. <laughs> Think older. Um, took a Rivian R1T. Yes. A Ram TRX, which yes. is, for those of you that don't know, the Hellcat engine Ram. And a Raptor, which has a tuned-up 3.5 EcoBoost. Yes. And they drag raced them. And first, guess the order they came in on the quarter. Uh, Rivian because EV, um, and then TRX, and then Raptor because Raptor's V6. Correct. All correct. Oh, wow, uh, I nailed that. Do you want to guess, in any unit you would like, the amount of distance between the R1T Rivian and the TRX? Two and a half bus lengths. I'm going to say a semi-truck with a trailer. More, more. Two semi-trucks of trailers. A Freedom Convoy. Uh, more. A more than a Freedom Convoy? Well, more than two semi-trucks. <laughs> oh. Freedom Convoy, I don't know how long that is. I yeah, didn't no, look that up ahead of time. <laughs> <clears throat> think think more, more nautical, maybe. Three train engines. That's An not given. Less than that. All right, fine. The, a oh, tugboat. A tugboat. Closer. <clears throat> two tugboats. <clears throat> two tugboats of length. More. It's Okay, so one half of a Titanic length. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, so the Rivian <laughs> laid complete waste to the TRX. Jesus. So they hooked up a trailer to the R1T to level the playing field, and they loaded a cyclone on the back of that. And uh, the TRX then won, but it still beat the Raptor to the quarter. That's pull, amazing. Pulling a cyclone. I love that. And I then, really love that. then they raced the Raptor against the cyclone, and the cyclone just destroyed it with the person who came up with the cyclone driving the cyclone. What, what was the fourth? Oh, oh, the, the GMC like, cyclone. The GMC cyclone. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that's very cool. And okay. as they're doing that final race, Raptor to cyclone, the, the cyclone just looks so teeny. I'm like, oh, old trucks were so I much love, better. I love old trucks. They're good. But like, we dude, saw... a guy in a leather coat with glasses on that was so 80s, and he was the father of the cyclone. I love that so Was much. driving the cyclone. So, uh, Yesterday in traffic, yes, we saw a two-door for first-generation 
forward explorer. Brief. Okay. Whoa. Very cool. Solid front axle. Yeah. Yeah. Had like a cool brush guard on it. Don't, you do not see those up here anymore. I <clears throat> forgot how cool they are, and I like high key need one for a winter car. The, there's a reason why you don't see them anymore. I know. Oh, yeah. The, because like, of the winter. Of because I, of the 1942 oh, yeah. no. decision. That one actually, it, we saw it briefly on the highway because it, it made it about an eighth of a mile through down on 94 before it had to pull over. Oh. It, it was not shifting into top gear. It had a transmission issue. Yeah, if it's one that's already destroyed, hell yeah, because you can get those in the manual. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking I might have Darren keep an eye out for next winter. I think oh, now's yeah. a good time to start looking for a winter car for next year. Yeah, you know those are still worth nothing. So yep, perfect. they are. You're right. And that, that's a cool enough truck, one in decent nick, I could probably put in a burner trailer. Anyway, so if you're watching the video version, you can currently see the, the playing out of the, the gapple sauce being dished wow, out yeah, by the Wow, yeah, no, that is just getting peed on. So, yeah, it was 356 feet, I think. And I looked up the Titanic, it was like 690 feet. So it is more than a half of a Titanic length that the Rivian, in the quarter mile, mind you. <clears throat> One second. Yep. Yeah, um, the Titanic was not small. No, it, it wasn't. I mean, by today's standards, it's teeny, teeny. But, um, yeah, that was, uh, this was like quite the... Except for the Titanic. I love the Titanic. I mean, I was recently on the biggest commercial cruise ship in the world, like and boats. I was still like, yeah. eh. Um, I didn't get to see the engine room. Like, I didn't get to see anything cool. I have a new yeah, favorite they all of that, and it's like, boat. I want to see the boat stuff. The uh, Ever Given, the boat that went yes. this, was uh, 1,312 feet, 1,312 A-cab. <laughs> oh, that's what the 12 on the Honda <laughs> meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, what yeah. is 13? Well, ACAB, the... all cops are bastards. Oh, That's like a telephone. Thing. Yeah, ah, <laughs> exactly, like a telephone, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I just found that out, 400 meters. Is... But... So if you ever want to get like really obtuse to the protest sign, just write 400 meters. <laughs> ever given length. In... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a photo that ever given. You get like really obtuse. In imperial measurements. <laughs> you get yeah. very obtuse. It's it's like in China, just ha- like having a Winnie the Pooh shirt is like a political <laughs> statement. You just hold this sign with it every year. It's a political <laughs> statement. <laughs> but um, you, so how oh many how God. many feet did the uh three hundred and sixty fifty six or sixty five? So one quarter of the length of the ever given. That is how far the uh, the that that the Rivian destroyed those other trucks by. That's that's probably a better look at that beautiful uh, yeah. cyclone. I have to show you the cyclone. It's so I mean, small. Oh but God. like, look yeah. at this dude. He's, he's boomer grip on the steering wheel and just absolutely laying waste to this four hundred and something horsepower. Like, I know it's smaller than modern trucks, but it's not a small truck. No, it's a yeah. Josh and Anna have mm-hmm. S ten. Yeah, same size the... truck. But I mean, look, it is just it's a stock Destroyed cyclone. I just love the old dude behind the yeah, wheel, too. Is, look at the grip on that. <laughs> Who is the guy that designed it? I don't know. Camisa says in the video. but Oh, that's just really cool. Anyway, that I, I couldn't not talk about that. It I was love all so pickup much. trucks, but like that is just cool. I, I like think featuring trucks. a Cyclone is usually pretty nifty. I wonder how fast it is compared to a Money Boy, the smallest pickup truck. That would be a good fifth oh, to yeah. have on there. That'd be a, be a good one to have. Because then he possible could finish, pickup. do the monologue, and then the Mighty Boy would come yeah, across. Yeah, exactly. And then he could say, like, and the right answer. The correct <laughs> truck to get, yeah. So is the, the Mighty Boy. The K pickup Ute. <laughs> Tiny Ute. <laughs> is that a Daihatsu? 
Uh, Suzuki. Okay. Yeah. I figured it was a Daihatsu just because it had such a great name, but then I remembered Suzuki. They had little heart shaped wheels. Oh my god. I did. Can you have like heart shaped wheels on one side and run all Teddy Grahams on the other side? Yeah, you could. Cool. Uh, AC Corriger actually had an entire wheel of heart, or entire wheel, entire catalog of heart shaped wheels. So I just, it's an impressive feat of engineering to balance something like that out. I'm sure with software it's easy as PC now, but. It's regular wheel with heart shaped holes. Oh, honey, oh, that was the okay. Chevy Love, actually. Oh. That wasn't the Mighty Boy. Oh, I want those wheels on a Cyclone. Yeah, the Chevy Love standard steel wheel. The oh, Zuzu oh, Pup that was sell- sold as a Chevrolet in the 70s. Mm-hmm. The steel wheel. A yeah. light utility vehicle is. Yeah. So the Love had heart-shaped steel wheels. Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of cute. Um, but anyway, uh, I want to talk about something completely different. Can I just say, before you get into this, that I resent the fact that half of this article is in Comic Sans? I didn't even notice that. I just had to find something. Oh, my God. That's really bad. I just had to find something about this engine because I found that the engine existed with, like, no context. I had to look it up. But there is an engine called the HAL DOHC. And what the HAL DHOC was was a... Dual head over cam? Dual over head cam. I'm sorry, DOHC. I like that. Dual head over the cam. (laughs) Well, actually... To be fair... It looks kind of like it. That's kind of... Yeah, you're not wrong. Because it has a timing chain, and it looks like a V8 until you look at like where the intake is. Uh. It's very strange. But, um, yeah, so the HAL DOHC was a dual overhead cam cylinder head conversion kit for Ford Model AB four-cylinder flathead engines. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, so it's like an Arden for the four-pot. Yes. Cool. Exactly like that. It's very, very, very cool. Uh, and it, except the Arden was still a eight valve Hemi. Oh, okay. it still had two valve. It's a one valve per cylinder pointing up, and then just had all that did is just rotated the exhaust valve over. So it's still an L head configuration. Really? Yeah. So when you say I didn't know that a V eight eight V is an Arden. Flathead, yeah, it's an eight valve, uh, eight valve overhead. So valve it, all engine. that did was improve the combustion chamber shape. Yes, and it moved the exo- where the exhaust was, and just most of the power was gained from the different exhaust routing and the uh, yeah, very strange. I never bothered to look into it, but I was a little confused. I'm like, I wonder how they did that. Yeah, no, they just moved where the exhaust valve was. <laughs> very, very, very weird. Um, but the Hal DOHC. Uh, cylinder head thing it used a timing chain with like a super wide angle dual overhead cam system where you still had your um like spark plugs like in a tube down the center it was very strange the way it looks and then you have like two side draft carburetors on the driver's side uh and then you have a two-wheeler exhaust manifold on the passenger side and it was made for sprint cars but, like, I'm sure this cylinder had made it into, like, hot rods somehow. Like, this is just Back cool when they were cheap, yeah, probably. But if you scroll through this article, there's actually photos of this engine. Uh, well, like, I will try. Yeah. You, it, don't oh, worry. God. All right, there yeah. we go. But it's really My cool. Car is it, a shoot. Yeah, but, like, they, they actually have, like, a disassembled uh, photo of, the, of, like, the cylinder heads. It's really, really fascinating looking. It's super-duper cool. Whoa, cork gaskets. Oh, man. And if you Safety look at the, the backside of the cylinder head, you see like, the weird design where they like adapted the L-shaped combustion chamber. Oh. Yeah, so like the intake cam is like way over. 
from where the exhaust like the exhaust cam is like more or less like kind of straight up almost whereas the intake cam like is like way like probably eight inches ten inches away from the exhaust cam did they it's do that just strange. to maintain the compression ratio or no it's because it's an l-shaped combustion chamber you still have to deal with the fact that the engine was designed with a combustion chamber that's wider than the piston bore. Hmm. So it's just, it's a really, this is like the coolest looking cylinder head I've ever seen. But yeah, the HAL dual overhead cam model A engine. I love that that head is iron still. They didn't even bother to make it aluminum. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's a hot rod part from like the, I mean, very it's limited production. It's a sprint car. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a very limited production in the 1930s. Hey, if a Pierce Arrow can have an aluminum body, this can have an aluminum head. It could, but it doesn't, which I'm fine with. That just, on the top view right here, really looks like a Fiat twin cam. It does, yeah. It it looks like that. And then you look at it from the side, you see the weird-shaped engine. Like, this is just very fascinating That rear picture still looks like, yeah, somebody just, like, put show parts on top of a flathead to make people think that it was a twin cam. Well, if it makes you feel any better, the timing cover is entirely aluminum. Because the timing cover comes out where the crank, like, pulley would be. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, it's just added onto the engine. And so they move the crank pulley forward, like, a lot. Well, yeah. Oh, no, it doesn't even have a crank pulley. What the hell? Oh, this is just so fascinating. Well, how does it drive a water pump? Oh, yeah, there's still a there's a hub on the front. That must be the water pump. Yeah, I think that's your water pump is that hub. But, like, I, yeah, I guess since this is a sprint car, that wouldn't have a fan. Huh. Oh, this might have still been a thermosiphon. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it was a Model A. Yeah, it would be a, a, a thermosiphon. A dual overhead cam thermosiphon. There you go. That's the only one in the world. I don't like that at all. I love that. I know That's why do. it's not an aluminum head yeah. either. That's why it's an iron yep. head. Oh, yep, my. That makes, yep. All right, that would warp makes, like a banana. Yep, that's right. exactly why. We figured it out, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> that's very cool. And non-binary. That, that is the coolest engine I've seen in a long time. Huh. I, all right. Uh uh, I'll move past. I'll move past it. It doesn't matter. Uh, moving back to Ingerland, even though I think Lotus is owned by a different conglomerate right I now. I think they're owned by Chinese people. Most so, things in England are. The Amira, that's already, we know about that. That thing's cool. My uncle has a reservation for it. But they have a new vehicle, yeah. which I have the name for in the notes, but I don't have my notes. The 132? Up. The 132. It's so, not even, it doesn't start with E. The reason why I'm talking about it is because it kind of looks like a wagon. Okay. But I can't decide if it's a wagon that's been lifted, like an Outback, mm-hmm. or if it's a CUV that is lowered. I think it's a CUV. The reason why I talk about it, though, is because I do think that companies like Lotus, hopefully, can start selling actual wagons that they've just lifted up a little bit with replaceable suspension components, so people like me can buy them later and just put wagon suspension in them yes. and then have wagons. Because I'm so sick of CUVs. I just want to... So, a lot of people of our age mistakenly uh-huh. believe that Lotus can do no wrong. Mm, that's not true. That's not true. Because I want you to control Almost T, all they've done. open up another tab, and type in Lotus Eclat. Ugh. Oh, no. I just want to remind people that this exists. So, whenever anybody says, oh, it's Lotus, it's going to be good... Not necessarily so. I've been following the, Rob Siegel, and he's actively working on one of these right now. These could easily... Lotus is very capable of making trash. Oh, yeah. Like the Eclat, the Excel, yeah. The Eclair. Oh, wait, no, that's a French pastry. It's delicious. 
<laughs> Maybe that's what they'll name this one is the Eclair. The Eclair. Ooh. That I'd would be actually, okay with that. As long as it's not the Eau Claire. The Lotus Eau Claire. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I really hope that this isn't a freaking crossover. Uh, it probably will be. It's going to be in a clat. Oh man, maybe they should bring back the name Clat and just have that be their like one cursed Ow. name. God damn it, I hit my microphone on my chin. Yeah, like that could just be like their cursed like badge, just like the Clat. Like every generation's terrible for a different reason. But why would they deliberately bring back a mark just to make it bad? Well, so they don't sully a good mark. They're not Ford. Is that why this has a number on it instead? Well, all Lotuses have a number. Well. Until they until they come to production, they give it a real name once it comes to production. Oh, fine. So yes, we're looking at the new twenty twenty three Eclat. Uh, it's a bad name. It better the, be a wagon. I just and hope it, it's like, the is it combustion? Is it electric? Like, uh, we have knows? no data. Not, we know nothing about. We have it. this little like. I just I I silhouette. I think that they should just have one cursed nameplate and call it the Eclat. Because right, this is the thing with the Eclat is I should like it if it's a CUV. Sure, I should like the uh, the original Eclat. Like on paper. It's a checklist of things I like. Isn't that a Rover V8 car? I don't care. Ah. It's awful looking. I can't love it. It's a camback. It's got pop-up headlights. It's got a sloopy front nose. It's what was that? Shape. Was that sloop, sloopy? Sloopy front nose. It's a what does sloopy wet. mean? It's swoopy, but... Oh. Sloopy, <laughs> yeah. Sloopy, swoopy, something. Um, okay. it, it's got, like, like, random vents. It's got, like, a heat extractor on the hood. Like, there's a lot of things that I should like about this. It's got cute, like, headlights. Like, the headlights actually look cute. Um, but the car itself is just a cursed piece of shit. I saw that Kawasaki made a bike in the 80s with a pop-up headlight. Yes, they did. Also, so did Honda. They made, a, they made a moped with a pop-up headlight. But, like, it would just be up all the time when it's on, right? No, not necessarily. I thought it was, like, well, in the U.S. anyway, you have to legally have your light on all the time when the yes. ignition's on. But maybe in other countries you don't. No. Okay. So not that, that's a that's a USA only thing. Wait, so you legally have to have lights on a motorcycle no. oh, when the ignition's motorcycle. on. Okay. Yep. Yeah. No. God. No. Not the rest. I'm not um, trying to say like, DRLs are good. Like... So you know how Acura <laughs> released the new NSX or not NSX the new uh, the not Integra the Integra, um, and they uh, nobody liked it. There's like three people that defended it. Mm-hmm. Well, they also release NFTs to make sure those three oh, people for... change their minds. I don't it, like NFTs. No. All right. So this is the thing. I understand them. And, like, I dislike them for a different reason. They have the capacity to do great things, but right now they're being used for the Precisely. most Precisely. bullshit that's, bullshit ever. That's exactly how I feel about them. And like th- you could store data in the blockchain that you don't want to lose, and like it would simultaneously be taken care of by the entire network. That's like, exactly that what I, that's awesome. very cool. Yeah. So like NFTs have theoretically can be cool, but like they're just shitty picture of a being, crappy ass Integra sedan. Bleh. Yeah, they're just being utilized in the worst way possible. Twelve Ethereum. Yeah, that's not cheap. No, that's that's over thirty thousand. Current exchange rate for Ethereum, I believe, is around three thousand or three thousand four hundred dollars. It's US about forty two thousand dollars. Okay, well. a lot. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, <clears throat> there was a field day as soon as Acura came out with this. People were saying, yeah, hell yeah, it's an NFT, not fucking Tegra. <laughs> 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 but it's just like, I don't know who's working at Acura, but it's like they're actively trying to sink the company. Yeah, they lost their minds. Like, they're just like, oh man, there's three people that were, that were not mad about our Integra, so let's make, let's p- make sure we piss them off as well. 
They, they don't know. So dumb. They don't know what damage control is. They they literally live in an echo chamber. There's an ad right under this of two men kissing. Oh, I'm, I'm not even on that. There we go. Bam. Oh, yes, you do have that. I don't have that ad. Sponsored by Starbuster. There you go. Um, huh. But anyway, let me scroll back up for the people that are actually watching the Twitch, and we'll watch the YouTube. There, there you go. Um, you know, you don't have to spend thirty-seven thousand dollars to look at a CVT. What's with all the civic? random pills around? It? I don't know. They're gold it's surrounded by pills. pills. Maybe those are the Vi- Viagras for the men on that ad. I, d- I don't know. Price. God, twelve Ethereum. Gross. At the time of that screenshot, that it was, was thirty-seven thousand. Yeah. But I think it is more now. It's forty-two now. Crypto's yeah. had a pretty good resurgence this week. Oof. Uh, that's bad. I this uh, is it a terrible vehicle that nobody should really be paying attention to, even though you can get it with a six-speed. But just no, get a Civic, just no, you get can't. A Civic. What I think you could only the high trim level. Yeah, that's not the vehicle. What you have to get a particular trim level of it. You cannot get an Integra. You have to get an Integra Type S oh. to get a manual. Yeah, That's dumb. Just get a Civic Type. That's R. like saying so. Saying you can get an Integra with a manual is like saying yes, you can get a three series individual throttle bodies, an M three, E forty six. Well, or E thirty, or your E thirty six, yeah, or E ninety. But it's I mean, it's like you can't say that like oh yeah, three series come with individual throttle bodies, or like like GTR like R thirty four GTR said individual or R thirty four said individual throttle bodies. Yeah, the GTR oh, did, yeah. not the normal one. Which is like, so weird because those are turbo cars. I, yeah, but I, it, it did actually make it, it works. But I'm, I'm sure it does. I mean, people turbo E46 M3s, but... Well, anyway, what I'm saying is, like, by saying that you can get the car with a manual, no, you can't. You can get a trim level with a manual. Fine. You can get an Elantra with a manual. Yeah, you can get an Elantra with a manual. Get a, also, a, apparently the Elantra N is really good. Yeah. That's why nobody bought Subaru STIs anymore. So Subaru also canceled. Did you see the U-Drags thing yesterday? Oh, uh, no. There was a video online where a new channel, which is fascinating. They, they uh, quarter-mile drag, mm-hmm. and then you turn around after braking from that speed at, uh, at a cone, and then you do a rolling oh, like, on the way back. Cool. Huh. So it tests like all facets of the car. <laughs> the new WRX just got absolutely destroyed. destroyed. Well, yeah. Well, because they're not even making STI of it. Uh, yeah. So, like, but, weird, this car is pushing so much oh, around weird. the corner. Yeah, I guess we didn't note that in our thing. Yeah, they're not making the STI anymore. Oh, yeah. No, oh, no. Yeah. It, okay. Like, <laughs> that Subaru has not been relevant for 10 years anyway, so might as well yeah. just kill the last thing that anybody cared about. And you can get a WRX of the manual. But Who cares? Yeah, I'm, I am the biggest proponent of manual transmission you will ever find, and that would not sway me. I would... I think I can honestly say I would rather take an automatic, not Subaru, over a manual WRX. I would I would have to know what the not Subaru is. Because there are like, a, a manual Integra versus an auto. Here, no. Auto. No, okay. You know, know what, what I'm mean. trying to yeah. say. Well, no, I'm, like, I'm just trying to think of like, an equivalent sports car. Like, I think the WRX might be one of those cars where a manual is not solely enough to sway me towards wanting the car. I would buy a DSG GTI over a manual WRX. That would be a tough sale for me. I might be there. I think I would take an automatic Corolla. Hmm. 
like the XR XSE XSE. Yeah, I'd take that over a, a manual WRX. I keep seeing those. By the way, the, those are so the, good. The, the, the manual WRX, like at the end of the day, you still have a gross sounding WRX with a glass engine. Also, it looks like a crossover now with its big like plastic. Yeah, it looks horrible. And so like, you should yeah. just call it the Impreza Outback that Turbo. Would be cool. Um, but like with like automatic Corolla, like yeah, right. So I still have the low speed first gear, so it it's feels still a CVT, yeah. isn't it? The rest of it is. It's got a manual first gear and a CVT okay. after that. So it has a first gear to like. So when you first take off, it feels like a normal transmission. Sure. And then it switches to CVT after that. I mean, I think, and then it's a program CVT, so it's like it's a little bit better. But I would take that over WRX, yeah, because at the end of the day, I don't have a the world's ugliest WRX. Yeah, I just man, and to your point, still a glass engine. It's a new engine, but they're going to find a way to make that terrible. No, it's Subaru. It's a new engine. It's a Subaru. It will take them. It's not been around for thirty years yet. It took them thirty years to figure out the EJ. Uh huh. <laughs> and then they killed it. <laughs> well, uh, ironically. The first year of the EJ was pretty sorted, too, but it was the base EJ. Yes. The rest of them for eternity were awful. awful. Every other one was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but if you got a first-year 2-2 closed deck, you're probably all right. Yeah. yeah uh, if, you, if you had a 2-2 closed deck legacy, yeah, you're, you're okay. Everything else is terrible. Even the, like, the little Impreza thing, like uh, Mr. Doctor drove one of those. It did not, uh... Anyway, it doesn't matter. They, um, they had a EJ15, a 1.5 liter EJ. We didn't get that here, did we? Yes, we did. Really? Base yeah, model, first generation, impressive. Wow. So you could get a front wheel drive, rear drum brake, wow. flat four, automatic, 1.5. I would take that. That's probably reliable. I would objectively take that over a new WRX. Boom, there we go. Yeah, that, that is one where I will 100% take that any day. All right, I want to talk, before we're done here, about recalls. Yes. Um, these are becoming really commonplace. It seems like All almost the time. everything that's released now has got some seat belt or fuel injector O-ring. or. If I ride a car at yeah. work and it's too new for me to put miles in the title, because mm-hmm. like, pretty much like any car made like 2019 and newer, we rarely put miles in the title, because it's like they all are below 50,000 miles. Sure. Almost always when I'm writing the Carfax paragraph, that paragraph says something about there being an open recall. Yeah. Well, it's because parts just still aren't available. Everything has an open recall. It's insane. But the reason why I bring this one up, because I would never normally talk about this unless it was a Tesla, this is for a car that ended production eight years ago. I heard about this. This is wild. So the GMC Terrain, the first generation GMC Terrain, is being recalled because the headlights are too bright. Are there any left? (laughs) Apparently still 740,000. But I think the reason why, because GM has been silently TSBing these headlights as they Mm -hmm. come into the dealership uh, for the last three years. But now they're recalling them because there are still a lot out there that have open recalls. But somebody should tell them that these are all the ones that went into the junkyard. Yeah. I only have 740,000 left. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure there are not. We have one of these at work, and it's like a top trim three liter that's been very well maintained. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's not long for this world. Mm -mm. No. I remember I sold one at work, and um, when I was working at Morris, and the lady bought it. I tried to talk her out of it, but like I needed the sale. I'm just like, all right, whatever. You really want this car, so I can't talk you out of yourself. And she lived like in like Monticello or something. Oh yuck! Her dreams go yeah, to die. Exactly. 
She got three quarters of the way to her house and a engine blew up. Is that a two four? No, it was a, it was a six cylinder. The timing chain might go. Yeah, the but the like we knew from the get go that the the six this cylinders is the thing. It didn't were going to be bad. It wasn't clicking because when I drove it, I'm like I didn't hear any clicking. Not I cold start, no click. Huh? It just let go. Well, and when we towed it back, the timing chain had just something had sheared internally, and one of the little plastic bits broke. And gotta love that GM high feature V6. Again, ours is a three. Ours is a three liter. Subaru dealership to buy a God, that, That's why I was asking her the whole time. Yeah. But even the four cylinder has timing chain issues in that mm-hmm. thing, yeah, which they is all nuts. Do. They all do. This is why. All right, so you are a proponent of timing chains. I'm not. I used to be. Yeah. Until they I'm, started putting tap water in crankcases for a twenty. It's not even miles. that. You put these engines, even if you put good oil on Volkswagens, you put five forty in it, and you're still breaking timing chains because yeah. you have. Giant pieces of plastic that corrode. Like, plastic and oil don't mix. If I had enough money, I would buy, and I do mean buy, two brand new four-cylinder BMWs. Mm -hmm. And I would have two people that drive a shitload drive these things and document it. I would dealer service one, and I would me service the other one. I guarantee the one that I service how I want will never break. I'm sure it will last longer than the dealer one. But this is the thing, is they still have plastic timing chain guides. On VQs, why they go out is not because of watery oil. They You put whatever oil you want in VQ, the timing chains don't let go. Because you have these giant, huge timing chain guides that are like over a foot long and are made of plastic. Mm-hmm. And they have two inches of metal like reinforcement. But they right still have the to are. eat into that. And the protection of the oil and the thinness of the oil. like It doesn't get all the well, way up the guide. This is the thing. Is the oil... Despite what they say, oil will react with those pieces of plastic. I've yeah. taken a brand new uh, Volkswagen timing chain guide that we ended up not using because the whole engine was screwed and I couldn't return it, and a used one, and I hit them both on the same table, equal force, and the one in my left hand, which was saturated in oil, been in a car for like 10 years, yeah. shattered. The one on the right did not. The BMW ones don't do that. But and also... The, it was a little worn, but that guide was not the reason for why we were replacing it. There was a issue with the camshaft that did come up. It was a long story, but anyway, I the do guide prefer itself belts was like totally reusable. Yes. Yeah, so timing belts, that's why I'm like, timing belts are designed to be serviced. There's something that's designed to be serviced. But in the 90s, chains. God, yeah, chains. I would, yeah, I've I taken would. apart so many 300,000 mile engines that have just like, you, you pull the chain off the guide. Barely a fingernail's worth of like, still, wear in there. I still say if it's designed to be serviced, mm-hmm. that's what I prefer. I prefer something that's designed to be serviced than a chain that's integral to the engine. Yeah, because like a, you should never have a timing chain in a transverse engine ever. Precisely. And another, another thing, like, this is also why I'm belt over chain all the time, is that timing chain, by the time it fails, will have never been a problem for anybody and will be impossible to find. That timing belt, you will still be able to find it in an AutoZone anywhere because the last five copies of that car will still need that part to keep it running. But they will be 15-year-old stock. But they'll be there. Right. Which is better than literally having no option. Yeah, I'm sure there are applications where you're right. Yeah, and so that's that's why, like, at the end of the day, I just... You deal with cars that are kind of known quantities where people like actually collecting them, and there's always going to be an aftermarket yeah. for well, weird bmw timing chains. credit where it's due they do make new runs like you can buy all the timing components for an exactly. s14 but it's like 20 grand but like if i'm looking at like a first generation toyota tercel mm-hmm. 
that had a bespoke engine that you cannot find a timing chain for. Great. The second generation Tercel had a timing belt. The second generation timing, the second generation Tercel, all those engines went out because the engine was poorly designed. They kind of just like there was the E series. Yeah, it was the E series. Actually, a two E or a three E. Yeah, whatever. They're terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. It actually problem. But you can find timing belts for E series engines. If you have a first generation Tercel and the timing chain goes out, you're done. Well, you can't put a second gen engine in it. No, they're different. Of course, they're different. Yeah, because the first generation was longitudinal, second generation was transverse. What the hell? Yeah, dude, this is what I'm saying. This is why. Uh, this is why. <laughs> this is why I'm always like, yeah, timing belt. If you're ever getting a weird car, just get it. If it has a timing belt, it's better because I'd rather have a timing belt like can service. And the entire industry is designed about this part being able to be replaced in 25 years, whereas like you are never going to be able to find a timing chain for a train in 25 years. No, be, God, no. No, none. And the like one person with one left, that timing chain, they're going to try and re- replace it, and they're going to be able to find everything except for one guide. There's going to be one guide you will not be able to find. It's a screw-up everything. They're going to find it out of like a, a, a UTI demo engine yeah. that's been disassembled and reassembled <laughs> a thousand times and never run. It's never yeah, had oil it's in never, it. Yeah, it's never been run yep. once. Like yeah. we've, we've got a guide, $8,000. Exactly. And so this is why... Back to my thesis here. Timing belts, I will always take over timing chains, and that is exactly You why. need to do a PhD just so you can do a thesis on timing belts, <laughs> timing belts so I can yeah. read it. And I hate reading, but I'll read it. <laughs> just through like and through. My giant, like, eight-page paper on... That's that's pretty short for a thesis. Yeah, no, I, it's, there's only so much to say. It's, it's, it's one component on a car. <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> well, here, let's end on a happier note. Let's, one sec, before we click on the link... There was a factory in India that was run by Mercedes that was shut down. What do you think shut down the factory in India? Cows. Uh, livestock, for sure. Okay. Um, livestock. It was not livestock. What, what, what are things that shut down factories water. in, in Natural. the year 2022? What? Oh, uh, chips. Chips? Chips it's chip set? No, not that. What do you think, honey? Uh, to give parts to the space program. No, not that. Uh, Russia? Nope, not that. Why don't you click on the link and I'll, we'll find out. Because this link will... A leopard broke into the Mercedes Buddy. factory and oh. shut it down. Oh. <laughs> he just wants pets. Look at him. Yeah, he's a very cute little guy. Buddy. Love. He broke in because it was air conditioned and it was hot. Oh. Yeah, that's him just laying down, chilling. So very I cute. They, I hope they hired him. I know, right? They got him out safely. Oh, buddy, look yeah. at his eyes. They got the oh. uh, animal conversa- conservation. Oh, sorry. They got the animal conservation uh, core to come and wrangle the cat. And yeah. Oh, look at him go. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's very, very, very cute. Oh, him says such big murder mittens. Yeah, he got tranquilized, and oh. they brought him out, and they gave him food, buddy. and took him away, and he's safe. So everybody's happy. That's good. And there was, everybody had a day off. So that's, mm-hmm. it's just a good story. There we go. That's so a good much story. better. He, yeah, that yeah. leopard is so much better than a GMC terrain. Yeah, this is great. I love that. So leopard broke into, into a factory, got a day full of napping and air conditioning. And, and you get to ride in that really adorable little cave yeah. van. Yes. It's just great. Everybody's happy. It's great. This is a happy ending. I I'm going to keep watching this video. A so. specific <laughs> question for you, Eric. Okay. So... How do Tesla sensors work? Are they engaged like all the time? 
which sensors? Like the like driving a, sensors and so stuff like they are. Yeah, um, the earlier Teslas just had like parking sensors and cameras. Uh, starting in 2014, they started adding a front-facing radar. In 2018, they took out the front-facing radar, and they went back to cameras and sensors only. But yes, the sensors are active all the time. Um, how did this Tesla park two inches away from a semi? Lots of loud noises, I think. Probably, that that's got to be camera only. Because, I think yeah. lots of loud noises that went ignored. Probably has a yeah, bar, Yeah, I was right? like, this, that must be really annoying to be in right now. Well, yeah, if, if you're stopped, if you're stopped... It will give you many warnings on the screen, but it won't make noise. But if you are moving at all and you're at that proximity, there are a lot of noises. Yes. Lots of beeps and bongs. I I think that is just all the noise, all at once. I saw that while I was driving. I was at a stoplight on Snelling, and I was like, um, (laughs) okay. I was like, first off, You know what? They're probably doing it to get better fuel economy. I, I was just... I was, Get it? Fuel yes, economy? Fuel economy. <laughs> oh, I'll be here all week. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. We will see you next week.